Hell is empty and all the devils are here. Shakespeare. Chapter One. Seriously, darling, you ain't never been laid? Cody asked Angeline. His shock rode wild over all his other emotions. Those governing professional decorum, his usual respectful treatment of women, and most of all, the intense attraction for her he had been fighting these past two months. The sensual, gorgeous blonde sitting across the desk from him flinched, but never broke eye contact. Well, no. It usually takes two to have, you know, hardcore sex. She sighed. It's complicated. Look, now that I've told you my intentions, I need to know if you're going to help me. I can hire another private investigator, but... You're perfectly positioned to help me. Ah, hell. Don't do this. You have no idea how deadly that quicksand will be. Give me more time. I've got us this far. I'll find your sister. Cody had discovered that Angeline's sister had been working at an upscale brothel when she disappeared and was confident he could track her especially now that the brothel had hired him to be part of its security team. Angeline looked away from him and stared out the window at the mountains. Shaking her head, long, wild hair caressed lush breasts, and he found himself transfixed by the sensuality of that image. Finally, she said, No, I've got to do this. Twenty-two-year-old Angeline Delacroix radiated the most intense sexuality Cody had ever encountered. Almond-shaped eyes that held a bold stare, a self-conscious sway in her hips as she walked, a husky voice and confident manner. He couldn't imagine how she could be that much woman and still be a virgin. This was way beyond complicated. He took off his cowboy hat, ran fingers through his hair, and plopped the hat back onto his head. Damn, but I need a drink. Her magnetic eyes returned to him, and she smiled, slow and sexy. A shot of liquid courage might help to drown my fear. So, she admitted the insane plan of hers was frightening. At least there was that. I thought you didn't drink. Angeline's eyes darted away for just a moment, then returned to him. It seems to be the time for firsts. Cody reached into his bottom right desk drawer and pulled out a bottle of Kentucky bourbon, along with two shot glasses. He filled the glasses, handed her one, then raised his in toast. To the impulsiveness of wild fillies. She raised hers, but held it back from kissing his. Instead, she whispered, To the things we do for love. They looked at each other for a long moment. Cody knew she needed him to acknowledge the sacrifice she was willing to make for her younger sister. Reluctantly, and with a crushing awareness of the inevitable, his glass touched hers, and he managed to say, To love. I threw back the shot of bourbon and relished the burn as it snaked down my throat into a stomach that the fire of terror had already seized. Then, I held out the glass for more. Cody refilled both our glasses without taking his eyes off me, 
and managed to do so without spilling a drop. Those eyes stole my breath even more than the bourbon did. Brilliant blue, dark like the tight jeans he always wore. They said more than any long-winded rant or litany of pleas could have. There was a tenderness in his expression that I had never witnessed in any man before, and it occurred to me that he might be the first one I ever trusted. That realization made me want to open up to him. Mom was a hopeless drunk, and I, Ray Chantel, I spent my entire life trying to protect her from Mom's running boyfriends. In many ways, she was like my own daughter, always so fragile. I can understand why she ran off at 18, but I can't imagine why she would go to work as a prostitute. 